Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. Back at it again with the white van, white kids. Back at it again. Damn, Daniel, you've listened to our podcast again. Wonderful. It's a show where we talk about things we really are into. And I've gone ahead and dang spoiled. I'm talking about damn Daniel, ain't I? Is it Vans or Keds? Is it Keds or Vans? I think it's Vans, right? Okay, yeah, I think it is. Who's got Keds then? What's the Keds meme? I think that Grape Stomp Lady, she was wearing Keds. That's why I got it mixed up. Okay. Memes are so freaking funny sometimes. Uh Uh-huh. Peanut Butter Baby, forget about it. Mm-hmm. I see peanut butter baby though sometimes and it makes me sad because I think about the parent and grown up that has to clean all that up. Yes, I bet that would really clog your drain if you're not careful. And your baby's beautiful pores. We all have a good laugh at peanut butter baby, but it's kind of terrible what's happened to the child. <laughs> You know, and also like I wanted to eat some of that, you freaking baby. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We didn't even consider the waste of it. I mean, I did. And what if one of his friends has a nut allergy? You've basically given yourself like this, like poisonous chitin baby. Yeah, you got to wash him a bunch of you got to wash him. Yeah. Or you probably can't send him to daycare if it's a nut free environment. Uh huh. Peanut butter baby is the greatest criminal of our time. Oh, a little burglar. But he's a little, yeah. A little mask Scamp, on. A little, little gif taker. <laughs> hey, do you have any small wonders? I do. Okay. Sour cream. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, I love it. I just love it so much. Loves that shit. I um, put it on chili, put it on a baked potato. Oh, yeah. You you could you slaughtered a baked potato. Yeah. Just smothered it. Oh, taco salad, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. You put it in like a sweet uh, bread or like a cake to like give oh, it that rich, yeah, yeah, that yeah. richness. For sure. Done that before. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to get behind sour cream. Can I give sour cream one note? One okay. piece of it. Okay. The, the name sucks. The name sucks. That's true. This is uh, rotten beef. It's beef that's gone rotten, <laughs> and you can eat it with your taco salad. Yeah, like yogurt. Yogurt is, I think, similar in some ways, but that's like its own thing. Sour cream is like, like it should really be called like schlooper. Well, that's not good either, babe. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, an onomatopoetic option is always very <laughs> exciting for me. Uh, yeah, I'd like three tacos. Uh, and can I get gloop on the side? I want guac and gloop. <laughs> uh, my small wonder is, of course, Animal Crossing New Horizons oh, announced Griffin. today at E3. Bump the date back a bit. It was supposed to come out in 2019. Now it's coming out March 20, 2020. 2020, 2020. Mm-hmm. And that means nine months. And that's a fucking long time. Um, <laughs> See, I didn't know I'd been bumped. I oh, yeah. You must be so excited to hear another one is coming. But you you have been waiting, I guess. Right. They announced it, I think, at a surprise announcement at the end of last E3. But it was just like Tom Nook. And he was like, what's up, motherfuckers? It's me. And everybody's like, whoa, 2019 is going to happen. And then nothing for like an entire year. And who is Tom? He is the raccoon who uh, he will sell you a house. And he's like, come on, move into my house. And you're like, cool. And you move in, you get all your stuff. And he's like, you owe me $50,000. So you have to get $50,000 they to all pay have him. names? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's Tom Nook. There's Gracie, the, the fashion giraffe. Who's that alligator? God, Rachel despises that, <laughs> that very sexy alligator. I saw that alligator flirting with my husband. You have talked about this alligator. This alligator is like... <laughs> 
<laughs> your main target of rage that our listeners know about. <laughs> Listen, Griffin works from home, so I don't necessarily have to worry about any workplace romance. It's true, except for this one alligator. Except that for I, that alligator. Yeah. It's cool, man. You got a little island and you can build whatever you want, wherever you want. You could build a bench and just like set it on the beach. How chill is that? It's going to be so chill. chill. It's got two players. You can play with me and we'll just like run around and build a beautiful home together. I was excited because the little video I saw had a nice clothesline in it. And I always appreciate a clothesline. Love that There's nothing more chill than a clothesline. Hey, who goes first this week? I have no idea. I got all thrown off because the episode we missed when um, we all got such bad diarrhea. Yeah. It really threw me for a real uh, a real glorp. But I go first this week. <laughs> okay, good. My first thing this week is table tennis. The small tennis oh. that you play on a table. Some people call it ping pong. Yeah. But I'm going to call it table. No, nah, I'm going to switch between them at will just to make this as confusing. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's There's not a difference between table tennis and ping pong. See, now I'm all hung up on like if it's a regional thing or if it's like scotch tape. And I'm going to answer branded. That. It oh, is. Good, yeah, good, it is. Good. Okay, you spelled it, but it is branded. Okay. Ping pong is like a, a trademarked name of what table tennis can be. Ooh. And it is also onomatopoetic. How, how fantastic. Mm. What a good word that is. I know. Like I get where poetic sort of gets in there at the end, but what? But then like the person who made the word was like, "What if we open up with like?" Um, so when I was younger, we would go over to my aunt Brenda's house from time to time. She lived in Ironton and a bunch of other family lived there too, but we go over there for Thanksgiving. What up, Brenda? Brenda and, uh, Thanksgiving, like the minor holiday, we'd go over there for like 4th of July sometimes. Uh, and that was fun because the, you know, we loved our family. We still do. And, uh, the food was always good and they had a pool, a hot tub and a ping pong table. In the basement, so a we pool would, and a hot tub. Pool, hot tub, ping pong table. Whew. So righteous, and it was really fun there. Uh, and we would we would go over there and play. And I was never very good because like we weren't going there frequently enough for me to yeah. really practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then in high school, our gym class was so wildly unregimented. <laughs> And it was very Montessori, like just explore the space and like chase what excites you. And what excited me was the ping pong table that they had in the storage room. Uh, and so there was a, like a circuit of of uh, kids in my class that we would just play ping pong. <laughs> I'm picturing like a bouncer, like Sean being like, hey, Griffin, your turn's up. I mean, yeah, kind of. <laughs> we had the, only the one table. So we would, you know, we would have to share it. And uh, usually it would be a sort of winner gets to say situation. <laughs> uh, but I played it constantly, right? Like with the years where I had gym class, like I was just always, always playing ping pong. And so I started to get like kind of good at it. And uh, I was thinking, back on that uh because the, here in austin they will have some outdoor ping pong tables at like hip bars although those are in my experience largely unplayable due to environmental factors and also the fact that you're at a bar and so if a ball gets lost like i don't want to go chase it under a bunch of people's legs uh but it's great it's like what i like about it i think i i always did kind of like tennis i played it a few times when i was younger because we grew up next to a tennis court but gosh there was so much running and that's what ping pong is is somebody was like tennis is great but can we make it smaller so you don't have to run <laughs> and i think so i think that's how we got racquetball as well which i've never played but always looks really fun it does look fun um so the feel of a ping pong paddle i want everybody Ooh. to just like close your eyes and imagine holding a ping pong paddle. yeah 
Yeah. You know how like somebody will hold like a weapon of some sort and they're like they feel powerful because of that, which is messed up. I feel that about a ping pong paddle because of just the weight of it feels good. The rubber, whether it's like bumpy or smooth, that feels good. And you just like can't pick one up and hold a ball in your other hand and not just like instinctively try to start bouncing it. Like it just it feels, feels so good. It's like the exact right size. Like it's it seems perfect. like physics must have gone into designing the exact right size and shape of that thing. Did you know that the size of the ping pong ball has changed? Very recently, there's like a table tennis. Uh, I saw this online. I didn't take a note about it, but like the table tennis governing organization that like manages the world circuit or whatever, uh, wanted to make it more exciting for TV. So oh. they like reduced the number of points that you needed to score to win. Uh, and then they changed the padding on the paddle, like the regulation paddle, so that the ball would travel faster. Uh, and they also changed the size of the ball from, I think, 38 millimeters to 40 millimeters. So it would be a little bit easier to track on TV. <laughs> this reminds me of when they were trying to popularize hockey. Yeah. And they put that oh, little blue yes. light. You remember that little blue light over the puck? Did John Boyce do a thing about it? I remember I watched like a sports oh, documentary online about it. And I think his are the only sports documentaries I watch online. I just, I just remember this thing of like, oh, well, people are having trouble following the puck. So let's just put this little blue light on it on their television screen and it didn't it didn't work doesn't but the, techno the technology <laughs> that went into that was apparently like the wildest technological I innovation um so uh like a lot of sort of like lazy games that i am into uh ping pong started as a uh, started in victorian england as an upper class parlor game uh and i imagine it didn't get as intense with the you know top spins and the the yeah. you know diving around corners that you'll see at like the the pro level um but uh so british military officers uh in india uh in the 1860s or 1870s they brought the game back with them um but like back then they didn't have like rules necessarily there wasn't like a regular there wasn't a governing body for the ping pong circuit um so a lot of the time they would just play on a big table with a row of books lined up as the as the net um, and they would, you know, use a golf ball or whatever, because the, the exact sort of, uh, little hollow plastic ball hadn't necessarily been invented yet. Is the scoring like tennis? No, I don't. Uh, yes. Cause I realized that I don't think I've ever learned the rules to ping pong. It was just kind of like you played until you didn't feel like playing anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, you do P I N G to decide who goes first, who, who serves first. Oh, okay. And then See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. And then, uh, I believe it's, I think you can only score on your server when you, no, 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 you can score whenever. Uh, but every five points, the uh, server changes. That's how we always oh. played it in high school. I see. I did have a ping pong table, um, but this isn't going to be another sad only child story. Oh man! Uh, and then I didn't get to play very often because it was just me. <laughs> well, that didn't stop Forrest Gump, did it? You know that's true. I never even thought about pushing it against the table. Um, so, uh, J Jacques and son limited was a, a British like manufacturer. Uh, and in 1901, they, uh, trademarked the name ping pong. Um, but it was sort of called that like pretty widely before they had the trademark. And despite the fact that they had a trademark, because people were using the name ping pong to describe the game, other manufacturers were just like using it willy nilly without like caring about it much. 
Uh, and then Parker Brothers bought the the rights to the name Ping Pong uh, shortly shortly thereafter uh, for for use in the United United States. But like again, like people just called this fucking game Ping Pong, right? And so everybody else was selling their thing as ping pong. And then in uh, 1920, they started like suing everybody (laughs) so that theirs could only be uh, called ping pong. And that's where the name table tennis uh, came from. So table tennis is actually the less common. It's not like it started as table tennis and then began like became ping pong. It was actually the other way around, uh, which I thought was interesting. Anyway, ping pong's great. Um, It's the focus of the best scenes in Friday Night Lights. And one day I hope we have one in our garage. And just like I can share special moments moments with with my son in there so yeah what's your first thing my first thing is bucky's bucky's yes can i tell you something yes i snuck into the kitchen and ate a bunch of bucky nugs today <laughs> while you were home while i was home while you were home yeah you had gotten home i had gotten what was henry I doing? Home from, you were hanging out with henry and i walked in the kitchen to get <laughs> something and then i thought mm, a little snack roll would sound pretty good right now so i dug around in the snack roll drawer and there's a big bag of bucky nugs and so i dipped into those and i just get once you pop you cannot stop with the bucky <laughs> nugs oh my god talk about bucky's <laughs> Um, so every once in a while I'll sit, uh, in preparation for the show and I'll think about things that are regional or local that other people in the country might not know about that I could bring to the show to kind of welcome others to our world. Yes. And like number one on that list is Bucky's. It has to be Bucky. Bucky's yeah. is a thing where if you live in Texas, you know what it is and you love it because it's not like a small thing, but it's just in Texas. Yes. So there's like 40 uh nationwide and when i say nationwide i mean texas alabama and florida uh and like 36 of them are in texas right (laughs) um but it is a chain of convenience stores and gas stations uh and its headquarters is in lake jackson texas it opened in 1982 we gotta get we gotta make the fucking pilgrimage at some point it's owned by arch beaver alpin the third what? Uh huh. Well, that's his like his nickname. Oh, it's okay. Quotes. Yeah, got to put the quotes in there, babe, because <laughs> you made me think that a man is running around there called Beaver. I mean, leave it to Beaver. That's probably a nickname too, huh? And also a fictional show. <laughs> uh, and Don Wasek. um, Alpin, or sorry, Applin, the Beav, <laughs> the Beav, formed the name Bucky's by combining his childhood nickname, the name of his Labrador, Buck as well as the appeal of Upon a Toothpaste animated mascot, Bucky the Beaver. So you didn't really combine shit. You just stole this toothpaste mascot. Yeah, I guess. And this was, I looked this up. This was like a toothpaste thing in the 50s uh, that I'm not familiar with, but apparently there was a toothbrush mascot. Okay. Toothpaste mascot. I mean, they got yeah. prominent teeth, I guess. Bucky's, by the way, is spelled B-U-C-C-E-E-S. Uh, B-U-C hyphen E-E apostrophe S. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, everybody. I put two, one to me season. It's there. okay. So, the one we know very well opened in 2012. It's the largest travel center in the world. Whoa. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I should have assumed that mm-hmm. is true because it's it's so... I feel like you haven't explained what Bucky's like... I said it's a convenience store and gas but station. Oh, but it's so much. It's <laughs> guys. Hey, guys. It's so it's the size right. of a fucking Ikea. It's so big. It's 68,000 square feet. It's so big. The store has 120 fueling stations, 
83 toilets, 31 cash registers, toilets. and 80 fountain drink dispensers. You could fit 22 average size 7-Elevens inside or two average size Whole Foods. Or if you think about a Walmart neighborhood store, yeah. they are 40% smaller than this Bucky's. This Bucky's is so dope. It has everything. <laughs> it has everything. Uh, they have private labeled beef jerky, novelty candy, trail mixes, granola, pralines, jarred vegetables, preserves, and salsa, and a popular brand and product, which is a caramel and butter glazed corn puff known as beaver nuggets. Or Bucky Nuggets. Or Bucky Nuggets. Or Bucky Nuggets, if you mm-hmm. will. These things are so freaking good. Imagine the cereal corn pops only like covered in an even crunchier like candy, not candy coating, but like caramel coating. It is so, so, so good. Bucky They're very nuts. good. You'll eat like one or two and you'll think like, I don't see what the fuss is about. And then you will have eaten 37 in one minute. They have like um, the same way like kind of Cracker Barrel does it where they will have like their own branded candy of every imaginable yeah, sp- exactly. imaginable stripe like they will have you know their own special lemon drops their own special like all of that stuff they make a, a pecan roll that is a pecan log i should say that's like a marshmallow sort of uh a log covered it's in like, like sweet candy pecans mm-hmm. with nougat oh my god that's really good yeah so they have their own deli counter you mm-hmm. can get hot foods they have their own fudge counter uh in the store and um, there's, there was an article in Business Insider about Bucky's, and they called it uh, the experience of going to Bucky's is like wandering into a mix of a Walmart, a barbecue centric deli, and the Texas Tourism Bureau, plus a dash of the Cracker Barrel General Store. It's unbelievably good. They have like home decor. Yeah. They have a lot of like uh, t shirts with uh, Bucky on the front. Yes. You can buy towels since the New Braunfels one is close to the river where a lot of right. people float. And so you can buy like flip flops and swimsuits. And it's also close to Golander Schlitterbahn. Well, mm-hmm. yes. the hottest, coolest time in Texas. Listen, living in Texas can be exhausting sometimes because of some of the things we got going on here but man you get a you stop at bucky's while you're on your way to schlitterbahn and you are fucking living yeah. the the best life yeah. man it makes me i angry. will also say that they uh take care of their employees pretty well um they advertise in every store the wages of their employees and it starts at 13 to 15 dollars an hour you get three weeks paid time off overtime and a 401k hey all right bucky's Uh, So Bucky's is tremendously popular in Texas, and they've had to very uh, carefully guard their brand. Uh, In 2014, they filed a lawsuit against another convenience store called Frio Beaver. Uh, Their logo also depicted a beaver in a yellow circle with a black outline. No. In 2016, they went off to another Texas convenience store called Choke Canyon Barbecue, which uses a logo of a grinning alligator in the middle of a yellow circle. Well, that one seems a little... (laughs) Yeah, if you put an animal in a circle, you're in trouble. (laughs) So let me tell you about what's new in Bucky's. Oh, shit. Is there new stuff at Bucky's? In late 2018, Bucky's announced a deal with Tush Lights to put indicator lights in bathrooms to alert which stalls are occupied. My dog! This is going to start in Katy and Temple, Texas. I bring it to the new Braunfels one as fast as possible. We they need this won an award in everywhere. 2012 for how clean their restrooms were. So clean. So clean. 
You, so, just if incredible. If you're driving in Texas, you see yeah. one of these things, pull over. I don't care if you just got gas. So apparently not all of the Buckies are, there's a very small Buckies in Brazoria, Texas that only has six fueling stations, but the one in New Braunfels, 120. Wow. 83 toilets. Wow. I will say, love Bucky's. Yes. Holds a very special place in my heart. Yes. One time I got some sugar-free gummy bears from there while I, we were on our way to WrestleMania. And I just... I, Griffin. Uh, what? You cannot blame that. On Bucky's, you ate too many. I ate some sugar-free gummy bears on my way to WrestleMania. I pooped out a couple vertebrae. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. It was the worst. And I'm saying I know it's on me. Yes. I shouldn't have eaten the candies that made me poop out the spine. I get it. It's <laughs> on me, but they shouldn't be selling that poison. <laughs> or they should sell them in packages of four. Packages of four discrete gummy bears. Mm-hmm. And also the way they have on cigarettes. Like if you're pregnant, this will fuck you clean up, dog. I promise we need those on these sugar-free gummy mm-hmm. bears. And they need to be written specifically to me. Why did you me. get sugar-free gummy bears? Because I'm trying to watch my glucose levels. But they didn't know it's worth, <laughs> it's not worth it, those few points off my glucose, mm-hmm. if it means I'm going to miss the first couple matches because I'm in the toilet screaming <laughs> Bucky's name. So that's Bucky's, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Can I steal you away? Yes. Nice. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality. And you think, I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be... The same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell? Uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters with, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this, this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. You want to hear a personal message? Yes. This one is for Mitchell. It is from Sarah. Hey, best pal, we're finally married. Hooray. I hope our first few days slash weeks as married grown up people have been well, wonderful. I love you so very much. And I'm super excited to start the next chapter of our lives together in Pittsburgh, Iowa, location TBD. Pittsburgh is not in Iowa. (laughs) I'll stop you right there. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being my DM best friend and now legally my life buddy forever. Love, egg. That is so sweet. That's very sweet. It is really good. Egg is a great little pet name. And uh, Pittsburgh is not in Iowa. I just want, I know that you weren't saying it like that, but I don't want our fans to get confused because they do sometimes. That's true. We're influencers, you know, and we could influence people into thinking there was a Pittsburgh, Iowa. Here's a message for Mike and it's from Tarsi. Wait, no, Tracy, (laughs) Tracy. From Tracy. <laughs> this one is from Mikay and it is from Tarasa. <laughs> this one's from Mike and it's from Tracy who says, Hey, hun, can't believe we made it another year. 2018 was really rough and I'm so happy we've stuck it out. I'm so proud of you and all you've accomplished and Hazel and I love you to the moon and back. That's pretty freaking far. That's like 200 miles. How far is that to the moon? I have you. Would guess much closer than me. How far? Let's hear your guess, because I said 200 miles. Probably not 200 miles. Oh, no, I was a little bit off. (laughs) (laughs) People are going to make fun of me, baby. Well, here, I'll guess, and it'll make you feel better. Okay. A thousand. Two hundred and thirty-eight thousand nine hundred miles away. It's <laughs> really far. And you know what? If I'm thinking about it, if it is two hundred miles away, it it, it would, would not, not be take, a big deal to get it would there. Not take very long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, well, you know, I um I think NASA's gonna pass on us. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but you know, we've got ZipRecruiter, so yeah. we'll find something else. Well, Alexis, we got big news. Uh Uh-oh. Season one, done. It's over. Season two, coming at you hot. Three years after. (laughs) Three and a half. Season one. Technically almost four years. All right. And now, listen, here at Can I Pet Your Dog, the Smash It podcast, our seasons run for three and a half years. (laughs) And then at season two, we come at you with new hot co-hosts. Named you. Hi, I'm Alexis. <laughs> uh, field trip. Dog tech. Yeah. Dog news. Dog news. Celebrity guests. Oh, big shots. Will not let them talk about their resume. Nope. Only yeah, the dogs. Only the dogs. I mean, if ever you were going to get into Can I Pet Your Dog. Now's the time. Get in here every Tuesday at MaximumFun.org. Hey, can I tell you my second thing? Yes. Fig Newtons. Whoa. Whoa. I'm coming at you from all sides today. I didn't know you were that big of a fan. I wasn't. Let me, let me get this out of the way right now. Used to not like these things. 
used to not be a big fan. Of, well, because if you think of it as a cookie. If you think of it as a cookie. You're kind of heading down the wrong track. Well, maybe. Right? And I think that's why they had their whole fruit and cake campaign. Right. They did have that. And that was, a, I would say, a missed opportunity for them. Because I think if they had just said, this is the good cookie, then people would have gone for it. Or if they had labeled it as a fig biscuit, I think then Ooh, we may be getting a little like bit closer that. to where oh, we need hey, to get. Can that be my pet name for you? Yeah, I believe that it should be. Uh, it is a new source of joy in my life because Henry is like obsessed with them. Henry is obsessed with the like fig newton concept more than the brand we mostly get him these oh by the way we have like three left we have got to get to costco and get some we more do. yes yes. because yes. if i don't give him one of these in the car ride home from school every day he's he will he will shank me in the neck while i'm driving <laughs> um can, can you do your impression of him saying it uh fiba so great fiba which is fig <laughs> fig bar uh but anyway uh like all of like henry's favorite food i do end up eating a lot of it um just yeah. when he turns it away or is not sometimes looking. he'll just eat one and there's two in a pouch there's two in a pouch thank you fig newtons um so like if i was in a cookie mood growing up i'd reach for a chips ahoy i'd reach for an oreo um but fig newtons they occupy such a unique sort of flavor space that like these days i just cannot get enough of flavor is great it's fruity and it's mellow and it's like uh you know it's it's got the sweet and doughy and crumbly sort of stuff going on there it has a lot of stuff going on for it that i'm very excited about in the flavor department but like the thing i'm gaga about is that mouthfeel the mouthfeel of eating a fig newton is so it is a toothy it is it is just a a toothsome cookie have you ever just eaten a fig I've never just eaten a fig now that I'm thinking about it. I, I feel don't, like I have in a salad. I don't, yeah, maybe. It's such a unique flavor. Yeah, I've eaten um, dates. That's that's probably not, I don't know what a fig is, I guess. If I'm <laughs> if put gun to my head, I don't know how far away the moon is or what a fig is even. Um, they, I, I, they're not like, they feel filling, right? I feel like they feel more filling than a regular cookie. Like if I got... If, filled up on oreos then i would have an upset tummy but you eat two fig newtons and i feel like mm, it's a cookie that's a meal also yeah you know what i mean and they come in like a cool like holster it's not a traditional package they come in like a rifle magazine of fig newtons <laughs> they are like perfectly mouth shaped uh fig newtons are just very very good and i eat them pretty much every day now which is probably not ideal. <laughs> um, so back in the olden days, in like the, the 19th century, um, a lot of health problems, before like doctors were, you know, doctors were doing their best. But they thought like pretty much all diseases were, uh, could be attributed to like digestive issues. So they recommended a diet that contained healthy portions of uh, fruits and biscuits, which is so dope. Doctors were like, y'all, what do you got going on? Oh man, gout. Gotta eat some cookies, man. I'm telling you, you gotta take it from me, a That's doctor. You gotta eat cookies. So fig rolls sort of became a thing around this time. And it was just like a homemade recipe that people would just like whip up. Um, and in 1891, a baker living in Philadelphia whose name is Charles Roser invented a machine that could just 
jam fig paste up into a pastry <laughs> dough. Um, and so it started to become like a little bit more automated. Uh, there's a company in Massachusetts that's called the Kennedy Biscuit Company that bought the patent on that uh, fruit jamming technology uh, <laughs> and started to mass produce them. And so that company is based in Massachusetts. The name Fig Newton actually comes from uh, the nearby town of Newton, Massachusetts, uh, nearby to where the, uh, uh, I forget the actual town that the company existed in, but Newton, Massachusetts. A lot of people think it has something to do with Sir Isaac Newton. It does not. It is named for this town. Uh, Another thing I didn't realize is that the Kennedy Biscuit Company uh, would soon merge with the New York Biscuit Company. Uh, and they, these two like Mondo businesses, they would come together to form the National Biscuit Company, which is Nabisco. Oh, I thought you were going to say NBC. <laughs> we can't release this episode. We can't release this episode. The I can't wait for the next and final season of The Good Place to come from the National Biscuit Company. It's so good. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nabisco. <laughs> so anyway, they are today. They are Nabisco's third best-selling cookie. The first one's got to be Oreo. I don't. I guess the the second one has to be like I Oreo. I didn't think Fig Newtons were that popular. I mean, it's their third best-selling cookie, right? It's not like they're. Um, you know, they came in third place for this. Well, one I guess cookie. I don't know how many cookies they have, but it seems like probably a lot. Well, they sell more than a billion bars a year. Ooh. So I'd say it's fairly popular. Um, and recently they've been sort of like evolving, right? They have different flavors now. It's not necessarily just a fig. Uh, you know, they have like an apple cinnamon one and a raspberry one. They also make a whole grain bar. The, the one that we buy at, uh, at, uh, Costco is like a whole grain sort of crust yeah. and that's good too. Um, and something I didn't realize and this may it blew my mind. It, it it rocked me to my core today. It's like a full blown Mandela effect thing. Ooh. Um. They're not called Fig Newtons. They're just called Newtons. No. They're just called Newtons now. They changed the name in like 2012. So for about seven years now, they've just been called Newtons, and nobody realized it. Why? 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 It's because they want the freedom to move outside the fig? I found a Huffington Post article. Okay. Uh, Jeff Hilton, co-founder of an advertising agency called Integrated Marketing Group, told the New York Times that people associate figs, like prunes, with old people, which isn't exactly a selling point. Hence Nabisco's introduction of other fruit (laughs) fillings and the eventual drop of fig in the name. Figs are not hot. Figs are not sexy. See, now I want to look on YouTube and see if there's like cool skateboarders with backwards hats, like asking each other for Newtons. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds illicit when you put it like that. (laughs) I think that this is a discriminatory and shameful decision on their part. But also, I don't know what a fig is or looks like. (laughs) So if we're talking about brand appeal, your name, your cookie could not be mystery food town in massachusetts it's a wild i get it now i kind of get it now yo what's up bro you got any extra newts (laughs) is what they would say in the commercial yeah 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 Mm -hmm. uh and they'd be like chatting online later and they'd be like hey man send send me some newts (laughs) please send newts anyway whatever you call them fig newtons newtons newts whatever they own bones these are good cookies they're very good cookies what's your second thing 
My second thing is a trip to the poetry corner. All right. A boom, chicha boom, 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 chicha boom, boom, boom. All that she wants. <laughs> was that what I was singing? No, but I tried to think of lyrics. <laughs> uh huh. And you know what freaking happened? That all I could think about was the Ace of Bay song, All That She Wants Is Another Baby. You could change it to another poem. You're right. Let me do that again. Okay. All right. Boom. All that she wants is an... Did you want to get more bass in there? Because <laughs> you did like one note, and I didn't know if you wanted to do it under my... No, I'm going to let you solo this one. Okay. All that she wants is another baby. Dang it. I no? just... I, I had the original <laughs> song so good. <laughs> Uh, the poet I am bringing to the corner today. Oh, I hope it's someone I know. You will not. <laughs> <laughs> it's Naomi Shahab Nye. I don't know. Yeah. Born in 1952. Uh, her father is Palestinian. Her mom is American. She grew up in St. Louis. All right. Uh, and then moved to Jerusalem uh, when she was... A, 15 years old, I believe. Uh, and she eventually came back to the States and now lives in San Antonio. She moved to San Antonio uh, to go to college. Uh, she went to Trinity University. Okay. And she is now a professor at Texas State. Okay, what's her thing? What's her deal? What's her thing? Well, so she has written 18 novels, short stories, and poetry books. Uh, she's worked as an editor, an anthologist, a songwriter, and she also spent 15 years traveling across Texas as a visiting writer with the Texas Commission on the Arts. Hell yeah. In inner city schools or rural communities. Um she is like uh, many of my favorite poets in that she writes very much about the everyday. Okay. Um, her poetry is very accessible and she's totally fine with that. There's like no part of her that, you know, feels like sheepish about that. Um, she started trying to publish her work at age seven. Awesome. I watched this interview with her in 2012 where she talked about how... Um, like she had a librarian at her local library that kind of helped walk her through the process of sending out work to be published and like told her all about like the self-addressed stamp envelope. And so her mom had no idea and started getting these letters in the mail <laughs> with her handwriting written to herself. She like thought her child was insane. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but apparently she started publishing when she was a kid. Like she's just has always been very dedicated to poetry. Uh, and she, you know, she writes a lot about her experience, um, you know, being Palestinian and, and being in Jerusalem uh, as a young person. But uh, she also writes about stuff that, you know, anybody could experience. And so I wanted to read uh, a little bit from her poem that's called Famous. Let her rip. The river is famous to the fish. The loud voice is famous to silence, which knew it would inherit the earth before anybody said so. The cat sleeping on the fence is famous to the birds, watching him from the birdhouse. The tear is famous, briefly, to the cheek. The idea you carry close to your bosom is famous to your bosom. The boot is famous to the earth, more famous than the dress shoe, which is famous only to floors. The bent photograph is famous to the one who carries it and not at all famous to the one who is pictured. I want to be famous to shuffling men who smile while crossing streets. Sticky children in grocery lines, famous as the one who smiled back. 
I want to be famous in the way a pulley is famous or a buttonhole, not because it did anything spectacular, but because it never forgot what it could do. That's really good. Isn't that nice? It's like she's written a lot of stuff for for young adults uh, and received a lot of recognition for it. And I just, I feel like there's something very uh, global about her poetry, but like so minute too. And she said she wrote that so when she was going into schools and she'd like be a visiting artist, the kids would be like, miss, are you famous? Uh, (laughs) And she realized they would pay more attention to her if she said yes. Yes, I am (laughs) extremely famous. And so she, she just used this poem as a way of saying that, you know, whatever your eye falls on is famous to you and to kind of get you to pay more attention in your, in your real world. Uh, and I, I've pulled that from a 2012 interview she did. Um, but I, she's just a big advocate for poetry being accessible. Uh, she said that everybody's kind of born with that poetic spirit and it's only as you get older that a lot of people lose it. She quoted some famous poet and now I don't remember who it was cause I, I had never heard of him, but people always ask the question of like, when did you, start writing poetry. And she said, you know, to paraphrase this man, he responded, when did you stop? You Mm, know, because that in some ways that's the more appropriate question of everybody kind of grows up with this curiosity and this playfulness with language and this way of looking at the world that's very creative. And then at some point they just kind of pull back from it. And I, and she makes the point that like poets just stay, stay tapped into that. So, uh, yeah. So I wanted to share her. Um, she's, really well published but not especially well known yeah i mean you would think law of large numbers as many books as she's put out yeah yeah. uh cool thank you yeah thank you for sharing i always feel weird thanking you at the end of it's the only (laughs) bit that i thank you for you know what i mean like yeah you you didn't thank me for bucky's although your spirit did thank me. I'm, I have a grateful spirit for, <laughs> I guess, Bucky's existing. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, can I tell you what our friends at home are excited about? Yes. Uh, Jim says, uh, my small wonder is the sound of high heels on a hard floor. I usually wear sneakers to work, but whenever I do wear heels, that click clack uh, sound never fails to make me feel like a boss. Uh, I like, I, I have a pair of dress shoes I never wear because mm-hmm. why do I need them that I did wear out to the field, huh? And uh, oh, yeah. that sound. That I, should have been our small wonder this week. I guess it was kind of too big to be a small wonder. Yeah, it was a pretty big wonder. <laughs> uh, we got we got to go see Hamilton. We got to see Hamilton, yeah. Lynn with, took us with, out to dinner and took Lynn us to the himself. show. It was real nice. <laughs> uh, thank you, Lynn. It was very sweet. Uh, he told us he falls asleep to the show, which I think now we have subliminal control oh. over his mind. Hey, 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 why don't you go write a play about about Alf? Why don't you do the Alf play? It's time for you to write the Alf play, Lynn. <laughs> when you wake up, you're going to put pen to paper on the Alf play. <laughs> Here's one from Channing who says, I love when there's a big gentle dip in the road so that when you're driving at a normal speed over it, you get a tiny roller coaster ride in your car. Yes. yes. Oh, Route gosh. 10, I believe it was, in Huntington going out into Ohio. Justin and Sydney used to have a house out there. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a, a starter home uh, in the area and that road was so wild. It was really dangerous. It was a very dangerous route, uh, but it was hilly and curvy and just like every time you drove down it, it felt like you were 
I don't know, like in a in a video game set in San Francisco, just like <laughs> going over the hills and soaring for 10, 10 seconds. Uh, and one more, this is this is more of an update than a submission. Uh, and the update says it was Dave and Buster's. Only three people saw, though. So we're good. <laughs> Sincerely, old Nip Slip Kelly. <laughs> Oh, so thank you, Kelly. Dope. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you're, you for that update. You're my hero. <laughs> uh, and thank you to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff at McElroy.family, other shows, other videos, uh, tickets to shows. We just announced a new Taz show in San Diego during Comic-Con and one in D.C., I believe. Yes. Uh, before our like northeast tour, uh, so yeah, come come out and see us. Rachel and I are also going to be guests on Jordan Jesse Go, uh, here in Austin on what the 29th of June. Yeah, I believe so. Yes, it's somewhere around there. You can also find details for that uh, on on our website and at maximumfun.org, which has great shows like great shows like Can I Pet Your Dog? Yeah, and Stop Podcasting Yourself and Greatest Generation. And Story Break. Bubble. And so many more all at MaximumFun.org. And what, I mean, what else? Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. We are the host of My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and now, nearly 10 years into our podcast, the secret can be revealed. All the clues are in place, and the world's greatest treasure hunt can now begin. Embedded in each episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me is a micro-clue that will lead you to 14 precious gemstones all around this big, beautiful blue world of ours. So start coming through the episodes. Uh, let's say starting at episode 101 on. Yeah, the early episodes are pretty problematic, so there's no clues in those episodes no no not at all the better ones the good ones clues ahoy listen to every episode repeatedly in sequence laugh if you must but mainly get all the great clues my brother my brother me it's an advice show kind of but a treasure hunt mainly anywhere you find podcasts or treasure maps my brother my brother me the hunt is on